Hello and welcome to the Diversity in Sports podcast. We are back. I am Farron Ash and joined as always by my dad. Jeffrey Ash. There it, it is. is. So good to see everyone. So good to be back. Um, not to see everyone, but to be back. Um yeah, we took a little break, you know, life happens and, um, you know, but sports keeps happening, but life happens, but we're back and, you know, hopefully get back on a little regular, uh, bit of a schedule. Um, so thank you for tuning in to Ash Wednesday, where every Wednesday. Yes, it's Ash Wednesday. It's Ash Wednesday. So let, let, let's, 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 let's see what's up. For sure. Yeah. Like dad said, uh, we did take a little bit of a break. It was, look, y'all know a lot happened, especially over the holidays and even before the holidays. So we are hoping to get back into a somewhat regular rhythm. Thanks for being patient with us. We appreciate it. But yeah, for now, we'll just, we'll jump in. We'll get started where we are. Like dad said, there's been a lot of sports that have happened. We'll jump in with the current moment and maybe touch on some, some things um, that have happened over the past couple of months. But for now, we could start with the NFL. Uh, had a lot of football that's been going on recently. We are in the playoffs. We've only got four teams left before we get into the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, what have you seen? What have you liked? What have you maybe not liked about the playoffs in the NFL recently? Yeah, you know, I'll jump in. Uh, one of the things I like, um, and we, you know, on some of our earlier episodes, we talked about um, our loyalties. Um, so I always like, number one, when New England's not in it. Um, I always like when Dallas is not in it. We do like that. Um, I'm a big Steelers fan. Um, so, you know, obviously at, at this point, you know, the Steelers aren't in it. Um, but it's just as well when those two or four mentioned teams are not in it. Um, but you know, honestly, um, you know, from NF- NFC, uh, you know, it's it's been forever since Detroit has been in anything. So yeah. to me, they're like a sentimental favorite for me. Um, and I want to, you know, being a Steelers fan, I, I just can't root for Baltimore. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of sick of Patrick Mahomes and the whole and a little bit. Kansas City Chiefs road show. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather have that than have to hear about Baltimore winning the Super Bowl for, for another year. So um, okay. those are my thoughts. So the perfect matchup to me is, is KC Detroit. Mm. Um. I also think, though, if Baltimore is in, that San Francisco might make a better matchup. Yes. For them. So yes. those are my thoughts. What do you think? Yes. Uh, similarly, uh, love to see the Cowboys lose. That just brings a smile to my face. I'm sure that uh, we all, as in like me, you, Mom, Ev, were texting about it when it happened. Uh, that is just, I it just it's Joy. too good, yeah. Because there's so much talk and there's so much hype around them all the time. And yeah. I knew honestly from the beginning of the season that they were just beating like nobodies. 
honestly, most of the time. We saw the Eagles were falling apart. The NFC East is garbage, unfortunately. So my team was never in it. Um, so to root against the Cowboys was, and to see them be, like, dismantled. And now there's a bunch of, like, Hawk coming out from family members and stuff. Um, it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Of course, I'm excited and was excited for my guy, CJ Stroud, former Ohio State quarterback. Um, he had a really great season in general and got his team into and won a playoff game. Um, was a li- looking a little rookie-ish against the Ravens in that loss, but happy for him. Um, yeah, happy for the Lions. Detroit, for sure, haven't been in the playoffs. I at least I think the playoffs in like thirty years. So, shout out to them. Um, yeah, I'm imagining that it's gonna be the Ravens versus the Forty ers in the Super Bowl. Um. That's that's what I think is gonna happen, but of course we'll see. I am tired of the Chiefs. Um, it's it's been enough. I, I'm ready to see a new winner. I'm ready to see somebody else get into the mix. Uh, I will say I am also tired of seeing Taylor Swift on TV all the time every week. So would love it if the media and the cameras and everybody would be talking about something else other than her at these games. So. I'm thinking it's going to be the Ravens versus the 49ers, but um, we got to see, got to watch the games. We'll see. Coming That's why they play the game? Yes. We'll see on, on Sunday. So you know, a big key I was hearing on uh, something earlier today was, um, was San Fran. Um, if Debo Samuel plays. Yeah. And how they're awful when he doesn't play. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it's going to, you know, I think the outcome, and and honestly, I wish there was a way, there is no way, that's why you have to have a team, um, because the backups should be just as good, but you do like to see teams at at their best. uh, Yes. uh, Ideally, um, I think, but you know, it's it's tough when a team has a, a a key member of their of their team out. That's that's tough. So, yes. um, but yeah, yeah, it's interesting how much of an impact that Debo does have uh, on the team, especially when he's not there. To see uh, their quarterback, Brock Purdy, struggle a little bit, like the way that he does when uh, Debo is not in the game, Uh, especially considering that they have really great other skilled players. Other weapons, Uh, right. Right. Like, I mean, Debo is good. Like, Debo is really good. Don't get me wrong. But you've got a, a running back who is amazing, like, carrying the team. So... Should be should be interesting to see uh, if he actually plays, if Debo plays or not, yeah. and how that has an impact on Purdy in particular, the quarterback, or just the game in general. So, um, yeah, 
catch the games this weekend. Uh, let us know, you know, if you have a Super Bowl pick and who will ultimately win the whole thing if you if you want. So yeah, check us out on our social media. We're both on, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, as will this link to, to to check us out on this podcast. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah, let us know what you think and why. Mm-hmm. Or or even shout out your team. You know, even if you're, uh, you know, if I mean, we talk pretty bad about certain teams here. Well, if that's your team, stand up. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, We'll, we'll we'll hear it, you know. Uh, we might not like it, but we'll at least, you know, we'll read your comments and stuff. So yeah, let, us do, let us do. Uh, if you wanted them boys, or mm, that's gonna be tough. But yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, with we'll that. see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also within the NFL sphere, of course, uh, as the regular season ends, that means a lot of folks get the boot. Um, have been fired um, or have mutually, you know, reached an agreement that they're parting ways, however people want to put it. Um, But there's been a number of coaches that have been fired. Um, There's also been a handful, I want to say maybe like three or four who have been hired at this point. Um, I feel like I've seen a a better uh, number of, of black coaches in particular that have either been in the mix, have been interviewing or have been hired uh, this time around. Because for a, at least a season, Mike Tomlin was the only black coach, if I'm not mistaken, for at least a year, I want to say recently, um, head coaching in the NFL. But now there's at least him and uh, the Raiders hired their, their guy who was interim, Antonio Pierce. Um, even the Patriots hired yeah. this black dude. Um, so yeah, yes, he's a long time a- Patriot too. Right, right. So I appreciate him getting a chance, and other uh black coaches maybe not getting the job, but in the mix and seeing a number of them, at least two so far, get hired. I think that's definitely an improvement. There, don't get me wrong, there could be more. I think there should be more. Um, but that is, I think, an improvement from previous years. Yeah, and, and that's why we're, we're, you know, this this podcast is really an acronym for diversity in sports. So, you know, part, part of the reason we're bringing this up is, um, you know, there are some diversity issues around sports. Sure. Um, and love that you brought up the, the hiring of black coaches, you know, in, in most industries, nearly all industries, you know, experience doing something counts towards you being in a leadership role in whatever that industry is. So um, you can't, you cannot have, it should not be the case where, you know, I don't know the exact percentage, but 70, 80% of the players are black, uh, but yet only one or two are able to be coaches. So it's it's you i cannot fathom how to have years and years of experience in your profession where that doesn't translate to you being qualified to be a leader in that profession so um you know there's there's this thing the rooney rule um where at least a minority candidate has to be has to be interviewed um but you know, quite honestly, there have been times in the past where certain teams, at least 
you know, I'm not in the media and in the know, I'm not an insider, but certainly there have been times at least to, to the, to the layman like myself, where some teams have made a mockery of even the Rooney rule where minority candidates have been interviewed after or seemingly at, or seemingly after, yeah. uh, you know, someone's been named or there's been strong interest in someone. So, um, you know, if you want uh, a diverse, you know, audience, if you want um, diverse players, then certainly diverse diversity needs to be in the leadership and ownerships. Yeah. So um, love that, uh, like you said, um, you know, a few folks here have gotten an opportunity and hopefully I know there are some still, still some decisions pending. Um, with certain teams in the playoffs, I don't think you can kind of interview or interfere with some of these coaches uh, uh, who are in the in the final four. So yeah. uh, great point, though. Great point. Let us know what you think about this, about why there isn't, um, you know, we do this podcast, but, you know, we'd love to hear from our listeners and, you know, want to hear what you think about some of these topics, fun topics, difficult topics. Uh, what's your predictions on some of these things that we talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'll, I'll ask this question. We didn't necessarily talk about it, but I just uh, want to get your thoughts. How do you feel about games being on the various like streaming platforms? So one of these playoff games was like exclusively on Peacock. Obviously, Thursday night football has been exclusively on Amazon Prime. Um, seems like it was just the one playoff game of all the various playoff games, not this past week, but the week previous. Um, how, do, how do you feel about that? You know, that's interesting. I, I know it's it's all probably revenue-driven. Yeah. Um, these, these other outlets, probably YouTube and, um, you know, Amazon Prime and all that, they probably have given the NFL – a zillion dollars i'm sure um but you know and, and football is a popular sport so they won't miss necessarily a few dollars um but i do find that just personally um a bit exclusive um, um i'll never forget when um the first thursday night game came on amazon mm-hmm. and maybe this is an age-related issue but there were a number of older mm-hmm. people who didn't think that the game was on. Um, so I think the NFL in some ways is doing a disservice to a, a at least maybe I'm generalizing here, maybe a segment of their older audience. Um, you know, I'll use my mother, for example, um, uh, when the game, yeah. one game was on, um, what did you just mention? Peacock or something. Mm-hmm. And, and she said to me, the game, while watching the game, I can't get the game. The game's not on. And I'm like, well, the game is on. Um, it's just on this one particular channel that yeah. uh, either she doesn't know how to access or, um, you know, and some sometimes it might cost extra. I'm not sure if it's part of most of the cable packages. But I think the NFL should be real careful not to exclude a certain a certain segment of their audience um, who who might be a little bit confused about some of these streaming outlets and other other uh, avenues to to watch the games? Um, 
to me, again, I know it's revenue driven. It would be nice if it was just ABC, CBS, NBC, or Fox, or ESPN, NFL Network. I think most people have access to those. Those outlets are typically, I would argue, part of basic cable packages that won't cost people extra to have to watch one game. So um, that's my thought. What do you think? Yeah, I figured uh, you'd be able to would be able to speak to that more than I could. But I also feel like I just am aware that not everybody has access to Peacock, Amazon Prime, whatever the streaming platform might be. Um, especially if there isn't enough notice ahead of time, like, hey, this one game is going to be moved here, where it's traditionally been the one place, it is now somewhere else, and you have to pay extra for it. I'm like, most people either have cable or have access to, like, the cable channels through something else, like Hulu or Peacock or whatever. So I do think it does leave some people out and it just feels like why do we have to keep paying for stuff y'all the nfl i'm sure is already a million if not billion dollar industry sure like what like what why are we paying extra so i actually feel like it just keep it on the channels until like more of your like majority of your audience is still on cable or has access to cable through something else so until that shifts, I'm like, just keep it on here. Peacock doesn't need more money. Amazon certainly doesn't need more money. So, um, yes. But I feel like, honestly, it's just going to move to where more and more of the games are on the different platforms. So, but we'll see. I, I, I agree. Particularly if, you know, like I said, the revenue keeps rolling in, then um, there, there's no reason not to, to keep flipping it around as long as uh, folks are, you know, uh, willing to pay to, or whatever it is, their audience, their viewership, if it remains the same or higher, and and some of these outlets are willing to pay the NFL a zillion bucks. But it's a shame. Um, Like I said, I think that 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 leaves out a a particular segment, and like I said, I'm generalizing the older Right. You know, I'm going to say 60 plus, which I'm in that category as well. So, because um, sometimes I even forget, like, oh, where's the game? Oh, right. It's on something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we talk about all sorts of things here. Uh, stuff that includes uh, different generations, different types of people, what they might believe in and pay for. So um, with that, I'm going to shift us. Uh, let's get into a little bit of basketball, maybe some women's college basketball in particular. Um, I know, I know where I'm going to start. Shout out to my Buckeyes, okay? The Ohio State Buckeyes, the women's basketball team took out the number two team, number two ranked team in the country for that week, which was Iowa, Caitlin Clark's Iowa, okay? Uh, Caitlin Clark is a superstar honestly um and she should be she's amazing very talented skilled uh i feel like she's probably averaging something like 30 points a game uh i don't know that 100 percent, but um just know that she's been killing it this year and honestly the last 
two years, I feel like, uh, to the point where she has become such a star. Um, like I said, number two ranked team in the country at that point. Um, and so Ohio State, we did our we handled our business at home. Okay. So we won that game. Um, it was just it was a big deal. And it was, I wanna say like one of the most, if not the most watched women's college basketball game in like women's college basketball televised history. Something like I think it peaked at almost like not quite, but almost four million people watching. Because this game went into overtime. It was a whole thing. It was dramatic. It was good. If you haven't seen it, watch the highlights. Um so it just shows that women's college basketball and women's basketball in general is is growing and people are really interested in it, interested in watching and seeing what happens and following stars like Caitlin Clark and others. Um, but yeah, just shout out to my Buckeyes. I don't, I don't know what we're about to do this year, but that gives me a lot of hope. I'm excited for that team. Um, yeah, just shout out, shout out to my girls. Shout out to my girls. Hey, um, that's going to look really big on Selection Sunday beating the number two team in the country. So, no, I'm I'm a Buckeye parent. Um, yeah, big shout-out to OH. I O. So, uh, big shout-out to the Buckeyes. Um, and, and I agree also with everything you said. Uh, Caitlin Clark is, is all that. She is. Uh, mad props uh, to her um, and Iowa, what they've done the last uh, the last while. They, they, mm-hmm. She's been putting it down for a while. I'm, I'd love to see, you know, how this translates to a professional career. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, in the WNBA, everybody's real nice in the WNBA. So, um, you know, looking forward to seeing how that translates um, from from a, an amazing college career to the WNBA. Um, but, man, shout out again to the Buckeyes. Um, speaking of much watch TV. Big game tonight, LSU, South Carolina. Must see TV. So um, we're going to try and, uh, you know, tune into that tonight. And certainly we'll probably be talking about that in our next episode. So, um, yeah, big shout out to, to the Buckeyes. Big shout out. Who you like tonight? South Carolina. LSU, who, who, what, what you saying? So what's up? Yeah, I think, uh, I feel like South Carolina is probably gonna have this one, gonna come out with the, with the W, but, um, of course, LSU still has Angel Reese. Um, so that means they're in any and every game, but I do think South Carolina maybe has a more, uh, full, well, well rounded, uh, roster and team, but yeah, so I'm going to go with South Carolina. What do you think? Um, I'm a big uh, Coach Staley fan. Yes. Uh, I'm also a big Angel Reese fan. Um, wasn't feeling a lot of that turmoil earlier in the season. Okay. Um, but I think I think she and the team have, have rebounded and recovered, no pun intended, rebounded. Um <laughs> Um, but I'm a big Coach Stanley fan. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I, th- I think that um, here, here, here's the rule. Here's okay. The rule. Yeah. In big games, your best players have to play well. 
Yes. So, um, while it's not a prediction and it sounds pretty straightforward, whoever's the best player that played the best, that team will win. Because in a big game, you cannot afford for your best players not to be on that game. So all that to say, South Carolina's big guns got to show up. Angel Reese got to show up. And by show up, I mean not not even necessarily sometimes score a lot of points, but staying out of foul trouble, being on the court, being available. So, um, but I think um, if making a prediction, I would say uh, Coach Staley's team pulls it out by a point or two. I wouldn't even be surprised if this went to like an overtime. I can see that. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a score of 79-75 South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a lot of points. I would go like 85-80 South Carolina. Okay. Let us know what your what your predictions are. So um Again, hit us up on social media. Check us out. Uh, again, you know, what's your predictions? Give us, you know, give us some feedback on the, on the podcast and maybe what you'd like to weigh in on uh, in future episodes. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, some folks listening might be like, Farron, you didn't talk about the incident after the game with Ohio State and Caitlin Clark. And we'll get to that. Okay. We're fair here. All right. Uh, we, we have our teams, uh, but we, we tell the whole story. So don't, don't worry. We will get to that a little bit later. So just hang tight if you're like, oh, she only said really good thing. I, I know. Okay. I know. We're going to get to that. So just, just hang tight. But, um, yeah, continue to watch and support women's basketball, women's sports in general. Um, I know the Australian Open is happening right now to women's tennis. Um, Coco Goff is amazing, wonderful, talented, great for so many reasons. Must watch, must see TV as well. So, uh, yeah, just shout out to and continue to support not just women's basketball, but women's sports in general. If you love the men who do it, there's probably, not even probably, there are women who are doing it as well um, at the same level, if not better. So, yeah. Again, diversity in sports, this podcast. And we're going to talk about those things. Exactly. uh, Because those things matter to us. And Ash Wednesday is the perfect opportunity to talk about these things. Yes. Beautiful. Well, we move uh, into NBA National Basketball Association. Uh, We're a little over right around the halfway point. In the NBA season, we've had a lot going on, ups and downs, good, bad, and ugly. We've had suspensions. We've had people come back from suspensions. We've had people who are hurt, um, amazingly, people who are not hurt. Um, Like, shout out to Kawhi Leonard, actually playing games. Shout out to Anthony Davis. Data Davis. Actually playing games. Yeah. Uh, so that's been good to see. But like I said, halfway, a little over halfway through the season, who do you have? Who you're thinking? Who's your front runner right now for MVP in the NBA? Wow. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's tough. You got uh, Embiid, who, who's playing out of his mind. Yes. Um, and actually, he's available to play. His, his right. name can be on that list, too, sometimes. Sometimes. Um, but the fact that he's available and playing out of his mind. Um, I mean, you, you cannot, cannot overlook the Joker. This dude. Yeah. I mean... I was I was checking him out even a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, he just quietly puts up. He does triple double, double. right? You just don't even, yeah, because it's nothing glamorous. It's nothing. Um, but you know, at the end of the game, you'll be like, "Wow, you had you had thirty three, seventeen, nine assists," and you go, "What? Well, I, I don't remember him playing." Um, and Denver wins, so yeah. Um, you know, I need to see uh, Embiid available um, all year. Um, it's going to take that kind of effort, um, like he did recently, to to unseat uh, the big man from from Denver, the Joker from Denver. Um, you know, other than those two, it's it's hard. Nobody's like jumping out at me. Um, okay. No, Luca. You know, I like him. He scores a lot of points, mm-hmm. uh, but he he doesn't. And this is a comparison, uh, but he just doesn't dominate all phases of the game like the Joker does. Yes. Um, but I like Luca. Luca. Luca is is crazy nice. Um. So I, I would say may, I said two man race, maybe even a three three person race um, at this point. Um, I got to admit, I, I was uh, I've always been a John Morant fan, and I remember the first game he came back. I was like, remember the first game he came back, uh, his suspension, yes. and he won the game at the end and put up big numbers. I'm like, this guy. He's got. He might get enough games where he could be the MVP. I mean, he's he's taking over the game, uh, but then he gets hurt. So, so that's what I think. Um, I'm also a big fan of um, becoming a big fan of uh, Minnesota, the T Wolves. Yeah, uh, they, they got to do out there. We don't want to overlook either. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. Edwards, yeah, man, that dude. He's ooh, yeah. He's nice. um, I think it's maybe because he's in a smaller market. I would argue if he was in New York or or L.A., mm-hmm. um, we would know who this dude is uh, for real, for real. Um, so that's my two cents. What do you think? Yeah, I I do think it's probably going to be Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. Uh, I think right now I could I could go either way right now. Um, for reasons that you already said, Embiid is, I want to say, averaging 33, 35 points a game, something crazy like that, um, which is that's been the talk in the sports, sports world is that he's averaging 30, 35 points a game with uh, with an average of like playing 35 minutes per game. So it's like, it's just crazy good uh, mm-hmm. the way he's been performing in these games. But then at the same time, you do have the Joker over here having triple doubles like every other game, um, which is also unheard of and historic and just amazing. But yeah, Joker isn't flashy. It's not cute. It looks slow. 
and lethargic a lot of the time. They're yes. like, did did he do any? Like, what did he do? Um, because he's not he's not trying to be famous. He, you know, just wants to go back home, be with his family. Like, just I mean, loves the game. <laughs> but yeah, it just it doesn't look cute when he <laughs> when he does it. Um, but I, it, I promise it's still worth the watch and it's historic. But yeah, I would say it's probably between those two for me right now. If Jason Tatum, you know, comes up with some like historic numbers, continues to like carry his team, I could throw Tatum in the mix. Um, you know, Luca, if he stays on the court, I could, I could throw him in the mix too. Um, but yeah, I would say those guys for me right now are probably in the MVP consideration. Um, funny story real quick. Um, the Celtics, the Boston Celtics were playing the Denver Nuggets. So Jason Tatum's on the Celtics. Uh, Jokic is on, on the Nuggets. And so Celtics are like the number one team overall in the NBA, but number one in the Eastern Conference. And Nuggets, I want to say, are either two or three and they played last week and so it was a good game and it was just funny because normally dad and I will text like hey this case such and such is on like check it out or close game or it's chippy or whatever when there's just a good game on and we want the other person to know but we texted each other like at the same time whenever <laughs> this the, the Nuggets were playing the Celtics like hey like close game Nuggets Nuggets for Celtics. Um, so I just thought that was funny. Because part of what we do here, too, is just to focus on, like, our relationship, dads and daughters in general. So I just appreciated. I was like, we were just on the same page when it came to that. Like, got to tune into this game. That was funny how the, the text messages came across uh, simultaneously. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this this is, uh, again, diversity in sports. Um Dads and daughters. Uh, so if you know of a nice dad and daughter situation uh, that you want to shout out, please hit us up. Uh, we'll, we're always going to shout out dads and daughters. Um, the, these relationships are, are, are ultra important. Um, we have a great time with sports. We yeah. have a great time as, as dad and daughter. Um, and uh, nothing but love here. Nothing but love. We want to spread the love, spread the joy and use uh use sports as in this platform to to do all those things exactly i, I wouldn't want to ask you we didn't necessarily spend a lot of time talking about this in our in our planning meeting um what do you think of that in-season tournament oh yeah i i was rocking with the in-season tournament i i was invested in it because i do think teams were a little more um intense about like there was a different level of intensity i think yeah i feel like they cared about those games the courts were different some of them were kind of ugly but the courts were different like you could tell there's a different vibe there was a different energy around those games uh you see and saw that lebron really cared about it so like when the stars are invested um i think that adds a level of like intensity urgency excitement around those games but yeah, so I I was a fan. I I thought the games were it just added a little level of uh competition that you don't normally see 
early in the season in like November, December, teams are just kind of like, I guess I'm here. Like I'm going to play. Um, and that also led to the emergence of Tyree Taliburton, which I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to him. Also, he's on a team in Indiana, the Pacers in a smaller market. So it really, I think helped him, his team, certain players emerge like that. So I, I give, I give the NBA their props because I was I was into the in season tournament. Yeah, you know, uh, funny you say that because I wasn't initially. Right. <laughs> yes. uh, I never one of the first times I I saw the court was looking all different. I, I I didn't even I thought I had the wrong channel. Like, what is this? The court looks all colored, and what is this? Uh, but you know, after the fact, I got to give the NBA some marketing or whoever folks some yeah. Some, uh, they did add a level of excitement and urgency to what's typically kind of, I think even for the players, mundane, regular season games. Right, right. Um, it seemed like, you know, guys were playing for something. Um, yeah. So, and and it was cross-conference. Exactly. Nicer. Um, so, so no, I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of that. Um, that's not I think they all know that if you're a fan of these teams, that's not the world championship. Let's let's be clear. Yes. But it does give you some midseason uh, bragging rights for, for it your does. team. It does. Yeah. So I think it's here to stay, the in-season tournament. So um, if you didn't catch it this time around, next season, next NBA season, uh, you'll be able to tune in. But there are still um, – of course, the the regular like typical playoffs and that sort of cycle coming up, uh, heading into the spring for the NBA too. So, um, I will say I just got some breaking news. Okay, I have seen that Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, University of Michigan coach, is leaving Michigan to become the Chargers head coach. I thought he was going to say. Yeah, that's that's not wow. Well, you know, he he had a rough time at Michigan, um, particularly when Ohio State was beating him like a drum for like two two generations of classes, however long it was. Yeah, uh, but the you know, uh, you know, we're fair here. The last few years, he's he's. We are. I think. I think it's a really if you're going to leave, this is a good time to leave. It's the best time. Yeah. It's the best time to leave. You 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 righted the ship, you righted the wrongs, uh, you won an NCAA championship, you move on. Yeah. So wow. uh, yeah, that is breaking news. Um, you know, we're we're kind of we're in we're in our NBA segment, but um, you know, when stuff happens, we gotta let folks know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah that that's that's different. That's different. Yes. Um, wow. So we'll see. We'll see. I am both a little surprised and also not surprised. There was a lot of talk uh, in the sports media that Jim would be leaving the college level to go back to the NFL. He had previously been the head coach for the for the Forty ers right? Um. And so, yes, he's he's now headed to 
uh, L.A. to work with and lead the Chargers. Um, so to be fair, yes, again, we we're fair here. We're reasonable people. Reasonable people. Michigan did just win the the college football playoffs. They did do that. Uh, we will not be celebrating that for long around here. But that is true. They did. So congrats to Michigan. Um, yes, he, he is leaving on a high note, although it was also a tumultuous season. Allegations, cheating, question mark, lot. He was suspended the first couple of games of the season. Um, yeah, it was a lot of controversy around Jimmy. Uh, this season but it did end on a high note and now he's like let me get my stuff over to the professional the NFL level so we'll see we will see what happens with that but that is some breaking news tonight so thank you for yeah you got that hot off the press yes um shout out to Amy thank you Amy she texted me and so yeah, I appreciate that. But yes, just some breaking news. Well, um, with that, I think I think we move once again. We're we're gonna start wrapping it up here. But uh, if you are unfamiliar with us, uh, we have a couple little things that we do. One of them being the ashtray, uh, something that stinks like a cigarette butt that you just uh, you just need to put it in put the it ashtray. Out. Yeah, just put it out put it away from you, get away from me sort of stuff. That's just gross. We don't like it um, for various reasons. But yeah, so the ashtray tonight. Uh, Dad, what do we have in the ashtray? Uh, well, I know one of the things we talked about in our planning meeting, <laughs> at our production meeting was um, yeah. with the crew, uh, the, the firing of the Bucks coach. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 30 and 13. Um, there's gotta be something we don't know about. Some, right? yeah. Uh, word on the street is that Giannis and a couple other guys went to the owner or GM or something. Oh, really? Um, I read that somewhere. Uh, that's the word on the street. Uh, again, I'm not an insider. Um, but I know enough to know. In his first year in 30 and 13. Like what? Yeah, that's tough. Um, I'm not sure if he pulled a Udoka move or something. Um, but this feels like it's got to be more to this than in his first year, he goes 30 and 13 and he gets fired. Yeah. Um, so I, I look forward to uh, getting more details about that. Um, but just on the surface, um, I don't know what that winning percentage is. But you know, around here, we you know we follow the Wizards, and that that's certainly a better oh, percentage than the Wizards. Yes, and, and they're and they keeping did, their coach, and they didn't fire their coach. So yeah, um, that's true. It's just hard to swallow. You're doing a good job. Um, you know, you're respectable, doing a good job your first year and, and, and get the boots. So, um, that's on my mind. What else you think uh, we could throw in, uh, 
that smells like a cigarette butt. Which, which yeah, um, I, I will add to our ashtray in, in just a second, but just a comment on the whole uh, the Bucks firing the Milwaukee Bucks firing their coach. It is sad because it's halfway through the season and it's his first year. I think because the expectations are so high and Giannis right now is on some type of level here. He's like, if it's not a championship, if you're not about winning, if you're not about winning, like I don't even want you here. Um, that's kind of, I feel like where Giannis, who is, uh, kind of feels like, well, for sure, like the main superstar of the team, uh, sure. kind of running, running the show a little bit in that way. So it was interesting about the Bucks because the conversation has been, um, that of course, offensively, they've looked really good, but defensively, they've looked really terrible and they've won a lot of games, 30 games out of the 43 um, that they had played so far. But when they would lose, they would lose real bad. They'd get blown out by like 40. I want to say at least like twice. Yeah. Um, so I, it just, things kind of never quite felt right from the beginning. I don't know. Something just seemed awkward. Didn't quite fit. I, I don't know. It just never quite looked like it was clicking all the way. Um, and of course, you know, they moved pieces around. Damian Lillard comes in, Drew Holiday leaves, new coach, first time, first year. Um, so it's hard to see uh, somebody get cut like that. Um, I, I'm sure, I hope he gets another job somewhere. Um, the Bucks have since hired and moved very swiftly in doing so Doc Rivers to be their head coach, which that'll be interesting. Um, cause there's, there's pros and cons with Doc Rivers too. So, um, yeah, just tough to see a, a guy getting his first shot, first chance to be let go in the middle of, in the middle of the season. So, yeah, you know, that, that this just raises a whole lot of things for me. Um, one, um, I'm a big Dane Lillard fan. Um, but it was something particularly on the defensive end. Um, certainly you gain a lot by adding a Dane Lillard. But uh, trading Holiday to me had some particularly defensive and and at the guard positions. Um, You lose something. Yeah, you gain a lot of uh, potentially more offense and more dynamic offense with Lillard. But um, seeing Drew Holiday in a Celtics uniform just just didn't look right to me. Yeah. Uh, Certainly, when I think of defensively, what he brought to the Bucks and and, and that team, um, I think you lose more by trading him than what you get by adding a Lillard. Um, and again, I'm a I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. Um, the other thing, you know, I, I'm gonna put this out here, and and please for our audience, uh, let us know what's up. Um, I honestly believe. Uh, you know, it's diversity in sports. Um, you know, we're, you know, you take some of these NBA teams when there's opening, they're quick to hire a retread like Doc Rivers. And, and no, no disrespect to Doc. Um, but, but I would argue, um, you know, there, there's, there's some, some really qualified women that, that could coach yeah. uh, an NBA, an NBA team. Um, I think you have the knowledge, skills, and ability 
um, to lead folks. I don't think that that comes gender or race specific. So um, I would I would love to see. I know there's 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 a few assistants in the league. A few, yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, as I think of 2024 and going forward, when there's some of these vacancies, um, you know, similar to the NFL's hiring situation. Um, you know, you know, certainly women don't play professional football, but women play professional basketball at a really high level. So you, you're not going to you're not going to convince me that there's a there's not qualified candidate because um, I hear some of the analysts. I see I hear uh, some of the, um, you know, play by play and analysts on some of these games. And you can't tell me they can't. You know, some of these women involved in uh, professional basketball on other levels can't coach an NBA team. So um, yeah. I, get, I get some of the dynamics and, you know, we, we let men coach in the WNBA. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's that's something um, when I think of just the evolution of sports, particularly uh, professional basketball. That that's something I, I I would like to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I would I would love to see that. I would love to see women coaching, head coaching, um, not even just assistant coaching, which that that is good, and we celebrate that. Um, but yeah, as head coaches in the NBA, because I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, there are men who are coaching in the WNBA, so whatever comments questions concerns we might bring up well i'm like we got to keep the same energy it's got to go both ways uh women are just as capable of coaching these men so i would love to see that i would love to see that but speaking of women like i said earlier we're fair and i was going to touch on it uh we do celebrate the win that ohio state the ohio state women's uh basketball team had over iowa there was an incident, of course, <laughs> after the game. And I'm upset with my fellow Buckeyes. We got to do better. Okay, guys, we just, we got to do better. After the game was over and we won, uh, the students stormed the court. So folks are just running on the court. And somebody just like ran into and almost like flatlined, I feel like, Caitlin Clark. Like, of all the players you're about to run into, please, why does it have to be Caitlin Clark? You know that's going to attract national attention. She is one of the most popular just athletes in general, but especially within women's college basketball. Um, So Caitlin Clark turned out to be fine. Uh, She had said she just kind of had, like, the wind knocked out of her. Um, but I'm like, guys, when we're storming the court, I don't care who we're playing. We we can't be knocking people over just in the name of being excited and because it's a good win, it, all of that. So, you know, it, an apology and stuff was issued. Like I said, Caitlin is fine. She's okay. But it's just, it's just not a good look. Uh, it's It's not a good look. And if she was hurt, that would have been a whole other conversation. Thankfully, she's not. But yeah, I got I got to put my my fellow Buckeyes in the ashtray today. Like, oh my goodness, 
No, I, I, I agree with you. Um, when I saw that, heard that, um, you know, I, I think in, in any sport, player safety yes. is paramount. Yes. Player safety, fan safety at sporting events, because uh, sometimes emotions run pretty high. Um, I know I've been to stadiums and seen some incidents. Yeah. Um, so please know that that player safety, fan safety, uh, we all want to enjoy this. Um, we're all rooting for our team. Uh, but absolutely, Buckeye Nation, um, had she gotten hurt, Oof. that oh would have been a, a really ugly blemish. Yes. Um, that you you you're gonna hear you would you would have heard about for a while. Um, but I'll say this: um, I, I'm surprised nobody had gotten hurt before this. Because, mm. uh, um, and and um, I I have had the experience of storming the field. Uh huh. Um, and I got to tell you, when when it's that big of a moment, okay, there is like this craze you don't even realize. But it's all that to say, I'm sure it wasn't intentional. Yes. But you're just in the moment, you're caught up, you're in the moment. Um, you don't even realize players are beside you. You're jumping up and down and, you know, hugging people you don't know. And um, so while uh, we, we want to give you um, what we put you in the ashtray for real, for real, because. Um, but at the same time, I also understand um the excitement of the moment and, and want to believe that, that, that was not intentional. Um, I, like I said, I had the, the fortune of, of storming the field after a big win at a college sporting event. And I was jumping up and down on players and other fans. And okay. I, I actually slid on the field. This was at a football oh, game wow. slid on the field so I could get my pants dirty. Oh, um, it was, it was electric. Um, mm. But I could see um, how innocently that could happen. But but we all got to be, even in those moments, even in the excitement, player and fan safety. We we have to be more mindful of player, player and fan safety. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we do. Um, I hope that it doesn't happen again it shouldn't um so yes on behalf of Buckeye Nation I do apologize to Caitlin Clark and to Iowa everybody who wants to hate on Ohio State because the fans are xyz look okay I'm sorry we're not all like that but like dad said sometimes you get hyped um it's not an excuse player safety of course is of the utmost importance but yes so that was that was tough that was that was a tough one because you got the win, but then at the end of the game, you know, this happens. So, <sighs> anyway. yeah, I think uh, I think that's all we have for tonight. Uh, Dad, do you have anything else you wanted to to add or share? Nothing I haven't uh, shared already. Again, thank you for listening uh, with us. Um, I was thinking in in real time, and maybe at our next production meeting, we need to think about having a theme song that we kind of play that, you know, give us a little intro. Uh, but, but, but again, you know, weigh in, we talked about some really important things tonight. 
diversity in sports, diversity in coaching, diversity, diversity in hiring, plan, fan, player safety, um, you know, NFL, Super Bowl predictions. So please check us out. Check us out. Um, encourage others to listen. You can listen in the car. You can listen uh, before you go to bed. Get, get up in the morning. Uh, we're trying to grow our, our followership. So uh, give us a like. Hit us up with ideas to make the show more more interesting, uh, more exciting topics you want to hear about. And um, at some point, we're going to go live, uh, working our way towards that and, and inviting some other guests. But um, happy 2024. We're back. We're back. This podcast. And um, yeah, what, what's some final thoughts from you? Yeah, um, I was just going to say honorable mention uh, on behalf of my friend Sam. He was asking about uh, Shohei Otani and his new contract. That is within the baseball realm, if you're unfamiliar. Got to do some research. Got to do some looking on that. Probably talk about that maybe a little bit closer to when the new uh, baseball yeah, season starts, maybe in the spring. So uh, be on the lookout for that in the coming months. But um yeah, uh, like Dad said, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We're both personally on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, there is an Instagram page for the podcast specifically. We're going to try to do what we can to have some, you know, regular, regularly occurring episodes. But also, we are real people with real jobs <laughs> and other things. We do this just because we like to. It's fine. So um, we'll try to get a rhythm going for you guys. But yeah, we appreciate you listening. Stay tuned as we continue to dig into the sports world. But otherwise, I think that's it. So, you can tell us how they can find us. Yeah. Uh, so we are on Instagram. Um, I think we're just the Diversity in Sports podcast on Instagram. But if you, that's just for uh, like social media purposes. But if you're wanting to listen to the podcast itself, we are on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify. So um, Spotify is totally free. Uh, you just you just go ahead and sign up or log in, do what you need to do, go to the podcast, type in diversity in sports. Bam, we are right there. So um, we've got a couple other episodes if you haven't listened already, but Spotify, Apple Podcasts are going to be your best bet on listening um and if you're still have questions about that i would say reach out to one of us both of us and we can get you to the right place so yeah yeah i think that's it i think that's it and i will close by saying you know it is wednesday and every wednesday every wednesday Wednesday. Wednesday. thank you for listening yes